Welcome to What I Hit Sun, episode 8. Uh, today I'm joined by my friend Thomas O'Connell for, again, for uh, obviously an update on uh, we've just watched the latest Arsenal game, Arsenal versus Southampton, which finished 1 1. So we're kind of going to do match analysis kind of after that and generally on Arsenal today. Thanks again, Tommy, for joining me. No problem at all, Kane. Pleasure as always. Um, so I suppose, first thing to start off, um, another sending off for Arsenal. Um, positive to take point finally on the board that, that we've ended our run loss our uh, loss of runs anyway which is one side to see a positive but a negative definitely is another sending off for Arsenal which in the period of time that Arteta has taken over that's seven sending offs which the next team close to us in the Premier League is three so I suppose you can look at it as Something that you don't want to see in the team, but what can you do? Uh, here, look, a point is better than nothing. Um, it kind of stops the rot a little bit as regards what has been happening with us for the last five games. It doesn't, it doesn't make us lose five games in a row for the first time in our history at home. Um, here, look, yeah, it's I suppose the team. He made, he made four changes from the team. Two of them enforced, uh, with Maitland Niles coming in and Danny Ceballos coming in as well for Jack and Bellerin, who were both suspended. Um, yeah, here, look. It started the way I thought it would start. Southampton dominating the ball. Arsenal sitting in particular at the start looked nervous. You know, he just... Now for Gabriel, look, he had he had uh, three fouls and got two cards. Avoidable, of course. But, uh, yeah, maybe a small bit harsh, the first yellow card. But the second yellow card, when you're on one already, you can't be doing something stupid as that. Uh, no matter how easy Walcott went down or not, you can't give him a reason to do that in a position like that. You have to let him go and hope that someone's going to track back. Um, we don't seem to be learning from our situation. We seem to be sh- shooting ourselves in the foot time and time and time again. Um, not that this sending off had as much of an impact as the last one. I don't think we would have won the game with 11 men. You never know, but I don't think we would have won the game. Um mm. Yeah, I, I hate to say it, but I think a point at home against a decent Southampton team, you know, it, it's for the in the context of what has been happening to Arsenal recently, um, it's a point gained rather than two lost. Yeah, um, I suppose the 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 first point I would say from it is that another positive I would take from it was we finally scored from open play. <laughs> it's been something. Yeah, it's uh, been something we've missed, but we finally did score. Finally did score, and Aubameyang finally got his goal I know it doesn't mean much at the end but it's great to see a bloody goal come from open play rather than come from like a set piece yeah well it's that man again Bakayo Saka who um, who bursted through you know rolled a few tackles went by men actually took on the took on the ball drove forward um, gave a nice little pass into Enkedia who led these that deft little touch into Aubameyang and it was a nice first time finish a typical Aubameyang finish even with a lack of confidence that's still a nice finish for him it should, it's one he should always be putting away but the way he's been going recently you wouldn't you wouldn't have put your house on him putting it away but no he did and it's good for him to get back off the mark it's good for us to get off the mark again um, it kind of spurred us into life for maybe about five minutes after that and then obviously the sending off happened in the space of a couple of minutes the two cards and then it kind of brought us back down to backs against the wall. Yeah, um, yeah I think, yeah, it, it's good for him to get back off the mark. Uh, it, it, it does mean something in the end, I suppose. We, we, it's a point gained because we were one down. Um, 
Well, yeah, it's good for him to get off the mark. We got a, a tough game at Cuddleston Park now on Saturday at half five. You got to just stop the rot again. Um, you, you just got to not lose. Like that's the, that's that's very much the situation we're in now. Just don't lose. Whatever about winning, just don't lose. You have to get at least the point from uh, from Everton, at least and probably at most in a way too, the way they're going. So you have to. We just cannot lose again. We have to stop the rot. Arsene Wenger, as much as he's been criticised in his later years, what he was very good at was stopping the rot and going on a run of games. Where after a run of games where we where we lose, he'd suddenly shore up shop go on a run of games where maybe we draw one or two games we win one or two nil playing ugly ugly stupid football but we'd still get the results um so that's what we need to do for the neck for over this christmas period is just to minimize our losses as much as we can because that's where we are at this moment of time and it's very much a point gained um i think we're happier with the point in southampton if i'm being honest yeah, and then I suppose the thing uh, I wanted to touch on today was um, we obviously we had the issues we were recording yesterday, um, but I suppose we go through the squads quickly, kind of look yeah. at who should be in there and who shouldn't be. Like obviously, when you look at um, the the goalkeepers to start off with, you've got Leno, Runnerson, and Macy. Obviously, it was a killer to lose Emmy Martinez at the start of the season. Like he would have easily. Be challenging Leno for that number one spot, but instead, yeah, now, but pro- 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 probably a necessary evil. Um, you can't have two like I, I know it's good to have two keepers of that quality, but you can't really, especially no. when you're a club that was struggling for money like we do. Like Leno's injury basically made us 20 million euro, yeah, for Emmy Martinez coming in. Like that was that was a no brainer, I thought. Now, I think I believe Martinez is a better keeper, yeah, um, but I but I don't think. Leno's a bad keeper. I think he's very much nearly up there with Martinez as well. Yeah. Um, but here, look, it was twenty million that you can't turn down. Yeah. For Emi exactly. Martinez, like six months, six months, five, six months ago, he wouldn't have probably made us six or five or six, and now suddenly he made us twenty, and he's doing well at a Villa as well. He seems to be doing okay. Um. Yeah. Here, look. Runar Alex Runason from Iceland, who was very much brought in as a third choice goalkeeper. I think Arsenal were ch- were. We're chasing David Raya uh, from Brentford, I believe, for about 10... Well, they didn't meet the valuation of 10 million, but they were very much chasing him over the summer or keeping yeah. tabs on him anyway um, for him to come in as a number two. And Matt Macy was probably going to move on as well. But now he's our current third choice. And Runnerson, who probably should have been, should be our third choice, um, is now our second. And I fear if Leno does get injured, we are in big trouble. Uh, for example... I hope touch wood it doesn't happen if Leno gets injured between now and the start of the January transfer window you bet your bottom that Arsenal are going to go in and try and buy David Raya again from Brentford or just buy anyone yeah. because you yeah. cannot you can't rely on Runnerson no at all you can't but yeah no Bar Runnerson and Macy yeah I think Leno is, is a solid number one yeah and then I suppose then you kind of you move on to the defenders so I think when we discussed it briefly yesterday like we identified between ourselves there's probably about four like the first one that we we, we both agreed on is we think the likes of Socrates and Mustafi um, David Luiz and Kolasinic are players that straight away you would either sell or obviously would, wouldn't wouldn't make the squad really 
Yeah, well, I, th- I think it's weirdly enough because I know David Louise probably he's he's as I said yesterday as well. He kind of he's two players, isn't he? He's he's there are David Louise that is a bit of a clown defender, and then he's the David Louise who's probably one of the best. He's probably the best player on the team on the ball. Yeah, like yeah. definitely one of them anyway. Um, and we're kind of missing them qualities at the minute uh, coming out from the back Gabriel's decent of course so obviously he's going to be suspended for the next game so David Luiz will come in forever no doubt um, Holden's okay on the ball but he's only okay yeah. Um, but yeah here look if you were to go through so let's just do it simply I suppose you go through all defenders right now um, Hector Bellerin uh, keep or sell oh I'd sell him I don't Seven. think he's he's good enough for the squad. I think he, obviously he can't throw he can't throw a ball, which for, first off I can never understand for a footballer not to be able to do a proper throwing. He can more more That's a bit crazy makes more foul throws than he does proper throws. Um, so I yeah, think he'd be straight up sell and just get the money from because he'd he'd easily get you a good bit of cash flow. I'd say. Well, I think he'd probably get you at 15 at least. Yeah. It's, uh, maybe. Yeah. It depends on his contract length. He probably has more than two years, maybe only two years left in his contract. Here, look, he's not he's not too bad. Yeah. Um, but there is definitely better out there. It's not, it's certainly not Cedric Suarez. Um, anyway, I think he I think that was a ridiculous deal. Uh, yeah. It should never have been done, especially when you have a player like Ainsley Maitland-Niles sniffing around who could be your backup right back easily. Yeah, um, definitely. Two. Uh, I suppose Tierney and Salib. Well, Tierney, we're going to keep definitely. Uh, I think that's definitely a keep. Oh, think? definitely, definitely, def- definitely keep. Like he's he's definitely in our defence. He's this one of the standout performers as well as Gabriel. Like he he easily um can create things and he wants to push himself forward and create something even as a fullback. So he's determined to give it hundred percent. I know he's had his. One or two games where he's might have underperformed, but in general, he's a consistent performer. I think for the squad. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's a no-brainer. He, I like Kieran Tierney. He brings that, you know, no-nonsense attitude. Um, you know, just that fighting spirit. You know, to the team, he's a good footballer. He has that drive inside him. He's a good crosser of the ball, even though we've no one to really cross it to. Uh, he's a he, he's a proper defender. Um, and he's one of the few Arsenal defenders who you know is really, is really good at defending. Yeah. Um, obviously, if like any player, you leave him exposed, like many players are in Arsenal, he'll suffer. But that's not really his fault as well. Yeah, um, that's more on the team structure than you know himself as well. I suppose then William Saliba. This is the the one that we we spoke briefly about yesterday. I suppose in regards to uh, he's the forgotten man nearly in the Arsenal team. Um, that obviously he never he didn't yeah. get picked for either of the the Europa League or the um the Premier League squads, which is harsh on him because he deserves a chance when you look at some of the performances of some of the defenders we have in there. And I think even Arteta now you can you can and with Edu's comments like now it looks like he's going to be going on loan um in January at least to get that match time. Um, which I don't know if they should do. I I nearly would be wanting him in, brought in, see how he gets on. Yeah, it seems a bit. It's it's a, it's a bit of a head scratcher why we spent thirty million on a player and it's in a second season now. Bar I know his first season was on loan and we still haven't played him. Um, yeah, here look, there's obviously personal circumstances that we may not be privy to if Arsenal are protecting him because of 
what those personal circumstances I've heard might be, then, you know, fair play to Arsenal. They're doing a good job. But other than that, I don't know. It seems a bit weird to leave him out of both squads. You know, I think to leave him out with... I don't know why you leave him out with the squads, if I'm being honest at all. Keep him in the squads, and you can still keep him in the squads while protecting him if yeah. something personal is going on in his life too. doesn't mean you have to pick him for the squad but on a match day, but at least give the option there because he seems to be getting slightly frustrated online uh, because he feels like he's been frozen out, and either he has to be put into the updated squads in January or, yeah, he, he'll be going back out alone, which, you know, probably most likely be sacked at the end, I'd say. Yeah, and then obviously then we'll, we'll look at some of the others. So obviously I think the ones we agreed on kind of uh, that were to go as well of the centre-backs was so- Socrates because um, he doesn't really play, hasn't featured in the squad. Yeah, is completely he's frozen out as well. Yeah, yeah so, so I think he'd probably be... Not, not, probably not much to say about him. He's yeah. just, I think he's just gone. Um, Mustafi, is, uh, I think that, I saw... his contract's up at the end of the season, I think, so I can see Arsenal if they can get some money for him get him out as soon as possible January yeah, talk, talk, potential talk of going to Barcelona <laughs> which would be a real uh, here look if Barcelona want to take him in January fair enough but I, 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 I don't I think we're stuck with him until the summer yeah um, yeah, that's another player that just needs to go uh, because it's just the type of player we need to move on and I think you're looking at the same uh, with Kalasinac. He's fine, but he's not good enough. He epitomises probably a lot of what's happening with Arsenal at the minute in our downfall. Uh, Louise probably as well. So I'd say that's probably enough said in those four players: Socrates, yeah. Mustafi, Louise, Kalasinac. I'd say they. I, I. I think they will be gone. Yeah. Uh, by come the summer, they will all be gone. Um, Pablo Mari. Um, I think he's got the potential in there. Now he's a question mark. Would you would you bring him in for the Everton game because he's played obviously a few games in Europe? Would you bring him in potentially? Uh, no, probably not. Um, I put I I put him on the bench definitely ahead of Mustafi. I put anyone ahead of Mustafi on the bench. Um, no, here look, he's played two Europe full Europa League games: one against Moldan, one against Dundalk, or one against Rapid Vienna and one against Dundalk. Um. I wouldn't deem that ready enough to play against an Everton team, a good Everton team away, especially when you're coming up against the likes of Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Um, no, I'd very much, as much as I'm not the biggest fan of David Luiz at the minute, I think, yeah, you have to go with David Luiz because he, he's been more he, he's been more in the team, obviously, than Pablo Mari recently because of Mari's injury. Um, yeah, that was a bit of a weird one with Pablo, with Pablo Mari. You know, we bought a left-footed centre-half in January, or brought him in on loan and then made him permanent in the summer and then bought Gabriel. I'm not sure what the thinking was behind that. It just, yeah. I, I think that just maybe goes to show there was no real planning from Arsenal there. They bought two left-footed centre-halves, two pretty good ones who were probably a good show for start. Um, and yeah, now, not that we're stuck with them, it's good to have backup, of course, but we have, like, how many? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight centre-halves on our books. <laughs> Yeah. Two of them who aren't even in either squad but are still getting paid. Yeah. So yeah, here look, I think I think three of them will definitely go in the summer. Socrates, Mustafi, Louise, uh, and then obviously Kalasinac who can play centre back, but well, his position says he can, but he can't. Um yeah. so yeah, no Mari here look, 
we'll, we'll keep Mary. We gave him a four-year contract on good wages for for a reason. He's not he's not going to go anywhere. I, I don't think. Yeah. I think he'll be and then I suppose the next step is uh, the final one of the defenders, Callum Chambers, obviously back from injury. I don't know if he's he's good enough to play in there now. Nearly, he's he's shown maybe, and the thing I, I didn't say to you is, would you put him in at centre mid? He showed it for Fulham when Fulham were, and I know Fulham went straight down that season, but he was the standout performer for Fulham at centre mid. Would you put him in there for the moment, obviously, ahead of the likes of Granit Xhaka? Well, I was going to say no originally, but when you say ahead of Granit Xhaka, <laughs> you certainly uh, piqued my interest. Um, no, here, look, I think Callum Chamber, he's a, he's a good player. He's fine. He's a good centre half. He's a good ball player. I know he can play right back, but he struggles at right back because he has no real pace. Uh, with this crucial injury, he might have lost a bit, another yard or two of pace again, which would make him even slower. Uh, centre mid, yeah, he, look, he's good at the ball, but I don't think he would be a genuine option for Arsenal at centre mid. I don't think he'd be considered a genuine os- option at Arsenal. Yeah. Look, I think he's become a better... I-, I think, like a lot of players who are injured, they become better players by not playing. Yeah. Um, and I think any any fan is, is kind of maybe screaming out to give him and maybe marry a goal because they haven't played and they want to just see something different. So, here, look, if it was up to me, I'd probably sell Callum Chambers. Yeah. Um, uh, he's fine. He's not the worst of them. He's a good, solid player. But, you know, Arsenal need to start thinking. I mean, I don't know where Arsenal are at the minute. I, you know, it's they're, they're a mid, we're, we're a mid-table team, you know. So is Callum Chambers a mid-table player? I, I mean, probably. Yeah. That doesn't mean he's a bad player. It just, it just means he's mid-table. And that's where Arsenal are at the minute. So, look, I think himself and... Um, so hold on one sec there. I have to pause for one sec because someone's calling me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think Callum Chambers. Look, I think he, he to boost the coffers, he should be sold. Yeah, yeah. I suppose. Um, then I suppose we will move on to the midfield from there. So I think two players that we said definitely would would stay um, for sure in that Arsenal team. Obviously, Thomas Partey and Bukayo Saka um, stand out. Yes, ones definitely. Yeah. Like obviously, Partey. Obviously, he's had a tough start to obviously the Arsenal team getting the the knocks now, and it looks like he's going to be out till um, January at least now with his latest knock. But definitely has shown signs that he's going to be a huge part of this Arsenal team, especially with the performances he's put in. Um, and then Bakayo Saka obviously tonight showed his worth. Like just even he was he was probably our best player on the pitch tonight. He was lo- always looking to try and create something. Um, was the main man, obviously, that created the chances um, and the, obviously the chance that led to the goal. Um, and he's the first name you have on this, I think, the first name you have on the team sheet nearly every week. 
Yeah, uh, well, Thomas Partey here, look, Thomas Partey's a good all-round midfielder. Um, he, he brings something different to Arsenal that no one else kind of has at this moment in time. You know, he's not a static sideways horseshoe midfielder who passing it left to right and not driving forward he likes that little incisive forward pass into the forward into whoever the striker is into Lacazette into Aubameyang into Enkedia uh, he likes those one twos he's a good tackler of the ball he's insanely fit um, you know he can run all day great engine yeah here look the 50 million I don't know I should have should have 50 I know at the time we weren't but like should we be spending 50 million on a on a on a player who's 28 years of age 27 28 years of age um when we're 15th I, look we didn't spend it on him when we were 15 we spent it on him when we were in the top four after a good start yeah. um but here look, I, I don't i don't regret us buying him but it's just you know arsenal's finances have been a bit question they're not haven't been yeah. used great Great, great, yeah, greatly recently. But here, look, I, I think he will be a good sign. And once he gets over his injuries, he's brought back way too soon for a North London derby. Um, I think that that was maybe in part to him, the player wanting player pressure as well. You know, wanting, he wants to play against Tottenham. Um, and the, he kind of he probably overruled the medical staff a little bit. Um, but yeah, Thomas Partey definitely one you'd keep. Bakai Osaka, absolutely. Uh, he shook out again in the build up to the goal. His drive, his skill, his determination. That nice little pass into Nketia, who obviously laid it off nicely to Aubameyang. Uh, yeah, Saka has that something as well. He just, the ball just seems to stick to him. Yeah. His first touch is insane. His final ball, obviously, he's only 18. He'll work on that. Um, it's good. It's better than most players, and he's only 18. But um, yeah, here, look, he gets into good positions time and time again. And he seems to be one of the only players in the Arsenal team at this moment in time who gets into those positions and wants to make something happen. Yeah. So yeah, um, I think those two are definitely, yeah, stalwarts to keep. Um, I suppose you probably go through who you keep who you keep first. Yeah, so I I'd think... probably keep... Yeah, go on ahead, you Yeah, no, I'd probably, obviously, look at Joe Willock and Emile Smith-Rowe. Um, here, look, they're... They're, they're two good players. They're two forward-thinking players. I think we've too many, you know, Xhaka, Ceballos to an extent, uh, El Nenny, who's who, you know, rarely loses the ball. But come on, they're not really players who are going to progress you forward. No. Um, when you look at players to try and play between the lines, which I don't know if our system accommodates at the minute, but Smith Rowe and Joe Willock, you know, they're not everyone's cup of tea, but they're different as well they want yeah. they want to go forward they want to fucking make something happen in the final third they want to drive at players they want to challenge a defense they don't want to just make it easy for us to switch you know stay in their positions keep their shape they want to challenge and ask questions of defenders and with something different it doesn't always come off but um you know it's it's it, they're very much two players who if they don't get regular uh you know time in the in the team whether that's from the start or from the bench they probably have to see go out on loan in January probably especially Smith Rowe I think Joe Willock's a bit more established than Smith Rowe Smith Rowe obviously has had his injuries he needs to get over them injury problems I think fairly fairly quick and get himself right fit before we have a conversation of him making the first team in the Premier League but uh, yeah I think probably Smith Rowe and Will Willock Party and Saka you probably throw Maitland-Niles in there as well that yeah. you definitely probably keep even though I know he's in as a midfielder, Maitland Niles, but he's obviously more being deployed as a right back. <laughs> well, I, tonight he was. I, I think, yeah, I think he, he's the type of player that you would trust at right back more than Bellerin, nearly, I think. Well, I myself, think oh, yeah. I trust him more because 
he's that player that will run back and forth like I find at times as well with Bellerin he's he's a bit too slow even though he's got the pace sometimes he's a bit too slow to get back compared to like Maitland Niles will can run all day he's he's got he's like a marathon runner like Thomas Partey he's a marathon runner he'll run back and forth and back and forth um because he's got the stamina to yeah, do that Mel Mel and Niles and Partey are our two most athletic players in the yeah. team uh, Mel and Niles probably suffers a little bit from you know he does he, like he's good in, in multiple positions left back right back midfield right wing left wing you can play him anywhere and he'll do a job for you might be a six out of ten job it might be an eight out of ten job some days he might not look he doesn't look bothered but here look it's a bit it's a bit confusing why we turned down 15 million for him from wolves and he's not really playing he played tonight more so if Bellerin was not suspended he probably wouldn't have played I don't know yeah um, I, I'd be playing him of course I think you're right I'd be playing him ahead of Bellerin at this moment in time because too many players on this team are comfortable bad performance after bad performance at this, and a lot of these players still um, still have their place in the team and that's why it was good tonight that it was changed up a bit you know Maitland Lyles was given his chance he did fine uh, Ceballos did okay you know Pepe look average you know I don't think anyone on the Arsenal team bar maybe Saka and maybe I'd say maybe Holding played well in, in the centre of defence too I don't think any other player other than those two stood out yeah uh, because it wasn't exactly a great performance but like they didn't <laughs> the lads who came in didn't do any worse than the lads who they replaced yeah you know? exactly I think you like I think you, I think you have to maybe play the same team uh, considering we've the same options in, against Everton, you maybe just, you can throw in a Joe Willock or a Neil Smith Rowe, but you know I think you more or less play near enough the same team. Yeah. Par um, Gabriel, Louise coming in for Gabriel probably uh, against Everton. Yeah, and I suppose then the first thing I would say is obviously then you have Mesut Ozil, who we all know is is going to be gone by the summer anyway so there's not much to really talk about him he's he's not really playing so i think we can just skip over him and danny ceballos yeah here look uh, i suppose really quick on ozil um yeah he he's uh, as far as i'm concerned he's not part of the, the no. team anymore he's not part of the squad uh, bar on the financial side of things um whether he would be good for us or not would is completely irrelevant right now yeah um, He's, he's been frozen out it's a choice that's been made it's a choice they cannot go back on whether it's a choice you agree with or not or do you think it's worked or not it's a choice they can't go back on he has to he has to be gone now yeah and then I suppose then the the other two then I I don't think Danny Ceballos' loan will be made permanent in the summer Um, I think it'll be the type of no, thing neither do I. that it'll literally end when it he'll ends he'll go back to Spain he'll go back he'll go to Spain he'll, he'll probably be sold to a, yeah he'll be sold to a club in Spain probably. yeah he's a good player um, and he's a good player to have around, but yeah, we need. We he he's not. I don't think he's showing enough to bring us to above mid table, maybe. Yeah, and then Granite Xhaka, we've had him for so many years, yeah. but I think it's time for him to go. He's not yeah, good he, enough he, to he play for my, us. He, yeah, ever since the late Wenger era, he's epitomised. He's a, he's he's not responsible, but he's epitomised Arsenal's decline. Yeah. Um, He's fake, tough guy, fake leadership bullshit that I can't get behind. 
Um, you know, I had a key to my house when I was seven years of age. Fuck off with that bollocks. You know what I mean? Leadership is showing guts on the field. It's, it's taking responsibility in the ball, not passing it from left to right to a fullback or passing it, uh, passing a get out of jail, jail free card pass back to your defender or back to your keeper and not progressing it forward. Um, yeah, he let the team down massively the other night uh, against Burnley. With, it just it was completely needless. And yeah, fuck it, sell him in January. That's the way I think it. I, I hope they appeal his red card so he gets a, so he gets a four game ban instead. If I'm being honest, and I never usually say that about I want as many players available for Arsenal as possible. But fuck up, sell him in January. He has yeah. to go. Um, I suppose then forwards, uh, obvious ones to keep there in Ketia, um, Aubameyang, keep them obviously. Yeah. Uh, Martinelli. I spot look like looks yes. like a, a great thing to be coming back from injury. Obviously, he's getting regaining his match fitness, so hopefully he'll be back soon. And um, be great to bring him back in because obviously, huge talent there as well. Yeah, pro- probably another player that's uh, that's gotten better uh, without playing, but probably on a different level of Callum Chambers because he's actually proved it. He scored. 10-11 goals last season um, obviously that great goal against Chelsea last season in the Premier League as well uh, yeah here look you, you probably look at your stalwarts that you'll that you'll probably keep Aubameyang Jesus stalwarts you keep probably two in my opinion yeah. Aubameyang and Martinelli I think everyone else is up for discussion if mm-hmm. I'm being honest you look at Nketiah he's a good penalty box finisher that's what he is yeah. but you look at Florent Balagoon coming up yeah um I don't. I don't know. I. I know. I, I'd much rather take a punt on him being a backup striker. I think you can get a decent amount of money. Like here, look. If Ream Brewster can go to uh, Sheffield United uh, for 25 million without a Premier League goal or, or and barely an appearance for Liverpool and still has the score for Sheffield United, how much do you think you'll get for the for England's top under 21 goal scorer who already has five goals this season? You should be getting north of 20. 20 yeah. should be getting at least. Um, here, look. If if all that works out, that you keep that you keep Balagoon, I think you should sell in Katia. He's a good player. He's fine, but I think just you need to do better. I think Reese Nelson. He's a good player too. Also up for discussion for a loan or a buy. I think he's a really good player who's probably not being used enough. Arteta spoke, you know, really well, uh, big of him before when he came in first. He seemed to really fancy him, but now with injuries and kind of being left out of squads here and there, I don't know if he fancies him too much anymore. So you either use him or sell him because yeah. this is the stage we're at now in a lot of these Arsenal players. Pepe, look, he's been a, he, he's, he's been a flop to yeah. an extent. Yeah. Um, we, we, all, we overpaid for him. Whether that was, that's not his fault. It's more to do with, you know, the agent, the two clubs and Ralph Sanyehi, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, he's a good player on his day, but... You know, he's very much a Goldilocks player. Porridge just has to be too right. Has to be just right for him to have an on there. He can pull a screamer out of the bag, but not often enough for me. I've seen people compare him to Alexis Sanchez. Alexis Sanchez was a high-risk player who did make a lot of mistakes and give the ball away, but he made up for it with his stats and his and his goal score and contributions. Um, yeah. And he's nowhere near that level. I don't know if he will be either. Willian. That was Look, a Willian should not be bad. Yeah. Will- Will- Willian should not be bad. You know, yeah. Chelsea wanted to keep him for two years. Tottenham wanted to br- wanted to bring him in as well, and we know how good those two clubs' recruitment usually is. He went to us because we offered him three years. He shouldn't be as bad as he is, no. but unfortunately, he makes my head hurt when I look at him. Yeah. Um. He, but I don't think there's any discussion about should we keep or sell him. He's not going anywhere. He's 32 yeah. years of age on a comfy wage with a 
agent who's very close knit with the club um, he's not going anywhere Lacazette yeah uh, another player you probably should look to sell <laughs> he's getting honest, money a from player as exactly. well. he's in his, his final yeah, year I think as well isn't he yeah here look I, I think you need to just get anything for him now um, I think we're at that stage you just need to get something for these players We, we our recruitment has, and use to these players have, has been really poor and I think what we get now for these players is what we deserve. Yeah. Um, and I suppose then you're looking then there's only like one or two then from there. Obviously, you have Mavropanis. He's he's not going to... He's on loan, obviously, but I don't see him staying long-term. I honestly see him being sold in the end. No. Uh, then you have... Unless, unless, yeah. uh, unless Arsenal's loan scout sees something to bring him back in I think you'll you'll look at Mavropanos either being sold in January or definitely the summer yeah um, Torreira then um, it looks like he's going to be coming back like, in January as well it looks like it's not working out yeah. for Atletico but I see him again yeah, going on loan to probably someone in Italy or something as well so that's another player who's yeah, here, look. on the fringes and gone I think as well I really think he's a player we could we could probably do it at this moment in time if I'm being honest. But Arteta, Arteta does. If we're going to back Arteta, he we doesn't fancy him. No. I think fuck this loan bollocks. In January you have to sell him. If yeah. he's not part of your plans, sell him for fifteen twenty million. Just get something for him. Uh, he has a decent contract, two years. We're at that stage now where we have to do better. Uh, if we're not going to bring him back in, which I don't think we will, he has to be sold. Fuck yeah. this lawn bollocks. Uh, he, he has he has to be sold. And Gwendozi, look, he'll probably come back in the summer, and more than likely, if Arteta is there, he will be sold. You could probably still get something decent for him. Yeah. Um, but probably not as much as you would have got. Uh, his stock seemed to fall after the Brighton game, and his reputation is obviously a small bit in the toilet. But he look, he seems to be doing okay for Hertha Berlin, but like. He's not what we need right now. No. And I suppose, like, when you look at that squad, like, there's generally, there's a lot to be improved in that team. Like, it's, you're at least looking at the club need about six or seven players, to be honest. Uh, my opinion, there's six or seven players to be up there challenging for at least the title, or, or I think um, we're far, very far down the line. Like, it's great. We probably, knowing us, we can perform in the cup competitions. We can do well in the cup competitions. But if we want to be winning a title or challenging for a title, we need at least another six or seven and to get rid of all those players that yeah are on the fringes and just aren't good enough. Yeah, speak, talk of a title at this moment of time just makes me go because like there's I know they're they're under they're way underperforming this yeah. team at the minute but like out of that whole squad there's only six players I wouldn't listen I wouldn't look at six possibly five possibly six players I wouldn't listen for offers for yeah that's Tierney Gabrielle Saka Party Aubameyang and Martinelli and I'd possibly even listen to offers for Aubameyang yeah everyone else even though we said we keep some of them, everyone else, if a good offer came in, they have to be considered. If yeah. we have this plan and you're looking at six, seven, eight, nine players coming in, which I don't think they will. I don't know if we will. We could be surprised, but I think we're at that territory now where someone has to have a bit of bollocks in this club now and fucking turn the table, turn the table the fuck over, get rid of some of these players who've been underperforming for years and are 
have been brought in at, at, at a shocking fucking age age bracket as well. We need young fucking early twenties, you know, late teens, early twenties, possibly mid twenties players to come in and do a fucking job. If they if they're not if they're not um, players who can do a job right now, or like, but they're players who we can put in the team and learn from their mistakes and grow and have this medium to long term plan. You know, we're gonna have to suffer a good bit more over the next few years, I think, in order to get. I think over the next two or three years, we're definitely gonna have to suffer in order to get where we want to go. Um, more like so much so that I think a lot of the players like Tierney, Gabriel will be in their mid mid twenties, maybe if they're still at Arsenal when the team will come good. Um, we have to have patience, you know, but we have to find a balance where we have a long-term project, but the medium-term and immediate results have to be addressed as well. We have to be competitive, and that's not happening at the minute. Yeah, and I suppose like it's it's something we're gonna all Arsenal fans are gonna hate it, but we're nowhere near title, and it's gonna take us, I'd say, two or three transfer windows of busy transfer windows um to to get up there you know and it's it's something that all fan arsenal fans don't want to see they'd love to be right up there now challenging but we're in the same boat i think as obviously the likes of several teams that have been like obviously we're in we're in this kind of period that liverpool went through where they went seasons and seasons without winning a title we're we're in that period now sadly for ourselves so it's it's gonna take some time um and yeah um i i think look there has to be questions asked about Mikel arteta um whether he's getting the back in or not questions have to be asked of him you know he's made some big decisions recently you know he he came in and he said we have to suffer together. We are very much fucking suffering together right now. He he wasn't uh, he was true about that point. We're very much suffering together. Yeah. Um, you know he he, he very much came in. He get he gave Mesut his chance, and then obviously for footballing reasons, according to him or whatever, we're not fully privy to. I don't know what when we'll find out, but one day we'll find out. He's been frozen out. Matthew Granduzzi didn't comply to his. Uh, non-negotiables which i don't know if they exist anymore but at the time he didn't comply to it he you know fell out with arteta frozen out out on loan uh, socrates who you know shows how professional he has he's been frozen out obviously this season but not a peep from him uh, just probably goes to show his character he's a professional professional guy who you know has been handed his you know he, he probably been handed his papers and uh, by arsenal in a way uh, will probably be sold if not January definitely in the summer um, and he's gone on with it but he's frozen out gone uh, then you look at the likes of fucking Willian who flew over to Dubai for a, a whatever a fucking surprise birthday party wherever the fuck he went over or for, or for uh, commitments or something I don't know what he had some sponsorship or some shit like that and then he comes back in the very next game starts yeah uh, I, I just it's 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 non-negotiables yeah it seems like non-negotiables is fucking is for some player like is relevant for some players but not for others um i was quite glad to see william not get any minutes tonight to right because he's been absolutely fucking shocking yeah and he, he hasn't been good enough at all he hasn't showed anything he's had one shot on target since he joined arsenal yeah it's not it's not you know good I mean? enough for for the quality he's shown especially when he's playing for chelsea 
I suppose the other question I had is, say, obviously, it's not going to happen, but say if if Arteta was sacked in the morning, like, who would you bring in? Like, obviously, I can't see anyone who could change I think we'd go back to square one and we'd start. We'd have to start from scratch, nearly. But if, say, he was to be sacked, who would you bring in? See, I don't think it's as simple as that. I, I, yeah. I think if, if, Arte, if, if Arteta is sacked and a manager's brought in but nothing above him has changed as regards um, you're going to have the same problem because it's not all on Arteta Arteta is very much you know he, he obviously is responsible for some of the players he brought in let's not forget he brought obviously brought in Thomas Partey gave a new contract to Aubameyang uh, brought in Gabriel who's looked decent obviously went a bit mad tonight um, he's made, he made some good signings but then he, there's the William factor, you know. There's the sticking, you know, putting so much trust in Xhaka, putting, you know, putting so much trust in Lacazette, putting so much trust in, in people who've let him down time and time and time again. Um, you have to question his judgment on some things. If you bring another manager in, like this whole thing with culture, Arteta wanting to change the culture, and him and Edu, you know, working in tandem to change the culture. What happens if if, if Arteta was sacked? Who, like, the person that comes in, you have to bring a coach in who has the same ideals and culture that Edu and Arteta had. Yeah. You probably do. Otherwise, this whole culture talk, this whole culture shite, the culture has to change again. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? it, it, and, and, I, and I think that if you do sack, I don't think he, I don't think he will be sacked. No, um, he won't. I don't think. Mean, I, I, just, don't think I just he, wanted to see kind of he, what he your thoughts. Yeah, he, he won't be. And I'm not, saying, I'm not saying he shouldn't be or should be. I don't know. I, think, I don't think anyone's job should be safe. Um, yeah, it's that kind of business we're in. Like, I know we always said it's going to get worse before it gets better, and I still don't think we've hit rock bottom yet. I still think rock bottom is around the corner. Um, but like, it'll get, it'll get, it'll very much get worse before it gets better. But if Arteta is the man to um, bring us through that, having never having to do that before, I don't know. Uh, who would you get? I don't know. Bar a, a dodgy headline mentioning Allegri. That's the only name I can think of. But like, would he fit Arsenal? I don't think so. Well, um, my dad mentioned not, it tonight you know. to me um, when I got in. Would, would you take Pochettino if he was available and he would come like in a heartbeat? But he wouldn't. Yeah, he wouldn't come to Arsenal. I don't think. Um, I don't think he'd come to Arsenal. Not only for the Spurs connection. I just think. <laughs> if Oli if Oli Gunnar Solskjaer gets sacked, he's waiting in the wings there. I think. I don't, obviously, it's not that speculation or whatever. But like, yeah, I think there's a there's a like, who would want to manage Arsenal right now? Yeah. Um, if exactly. Arteta went, I I don't know. Here, look, I I don't think it's a I don't think it's a bad discussion to have. I think it's it is a discussion, um, that we should be having because it hasn't been good enough and it's it's bordering on as bad as it was with Emery at times. Yeah. So. Um, you know, and we know we all know what we taught him. And then I suppose then the next question is obviously we look we look at January, um, and you look at the team, and obviously one of the first things who we, that, that who we co- linked with. Um, uh, well, we were obviously linked with that guy from Red Red Bull Salzburg, but sadly, uh, he's he's moving to Leipzig, moving to the sister club, uh, unfortunately. So Edu came out and said that they are still trying to identify trying to uh, identify yeah. another creative so they're obviously are he's admitted they're looking for a creative player um 
Now it would be great. The great one I would love to see come would be Husum Awar. Um, I think he'd be a great pair to bring in, and I think him with Party in that midfield would be a good pairing. Um, now question is, yeah, well, will it will I it think... happen? I don't think so, especially if Awar is looking at his end and seeing how bad Arsenal are performing and seeing how Leon are performing. I think he'd nearly be wanting to stay at Leon rather than come here. Yeah, well, here, look, he's very much probably, or him or any or, or any sort of creative player in his position is the other piece of the midfield jigsaw, I think, as well. Um, obviously, you have to find a player who could probably be, be competent and, and, and as good as party alongside him. You, yeah. Let's be honest, you know, who we have at the minute, do we have anyone who's good enough to play alongside party? Party can play, can hold the midfield anchor by himself, but, like, do... Whatever system Arteta is trying to play, does he want to play with two, a pivot, a two pivot or one? I don't know. Um, Party can play either, but if you're going to play with two, you need to find a different partner for him. Um, but he, uh, even though he's very much a player like Virgil Van Dijk in a way, that obviously yet to be proven as much as him, but can bring players' performances up like he did against United. He brought on Nenny's performance up uh, a yeah. level uh, against United by just by just ha- having the quality is. But I looked at some dodgy fucking website. Uh, about January transfer speculation for Arsenal and I see obviously your man Dominic I'm not even going to pronounce his name the Hungarian guy from from uh, from uh, Salzburg Leipzig he's gone Salzburg he's, sorry yeah, he's, he's, gone, to gone, he's gone to Leipzig uh, he's obviously gone but he, he, he was linked <laughs> Husum Awar of course again Balaya uh, Dia from Stad Ram Renez I probably absolutely butchered that name I don't know anything about him Christian Eriksen oh lord well that was that was I one I think should... he was he, Inter no. Milan he's fallen down the pecking order so he was one obviously straight away Lincoln Dars because he's yeah. a creative player I don't know uh, if I'd take him I don't think uh, he'd come anyway a guy in the late 20s on a big contract no 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 thank you he's a good he's a good player but no no thank you we don't need that again uh, Buendia from Norwich City. Oh God, yeah, this 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 is an incredible sight. <laughs> like, um, I don't know who you can buy here. Look, if if, if you do, if, if, if what what has to happen in January, I think, and if obviously a creative midfielder is is needed, I I think okay, in my opinion, if you're going to get down to the nooks nooks and crannies of it, you probably have to treat the January transfer window like a summer transfer window. There's obviously yeah. two opinions here. If you think if you trust Arteta and Edu to do you know to, to be the long-term options you have to treat january like a summer window yeah. if not then you don't you don't spend anything if you don't trust edu and uh, and and arteta and he could be possibly sacked in the, this coming this summer then you spend zero in january because then if a new manager comes in you're stuck with players that he doesn't want but let's yeah. just say for 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 now that we're going to stick with arteta and and as manager january as a summer window what do we need? We need a right-sided centre-back. Um, 100%. We have Gabriel there now. Um, Tierney, you know, you know, left-back. Yeah, perfect. Left-back, or if they're going to play a back three, he'd be left on a back three. Yeah, perfect. We need a backup for that as well. A backup for left-back. Whoever that is, Kolasinac, not good enough. Probably needs to be sold. Gabriel, fine. We have Mari there as a backup. You know, can play, is obviously left-footed. He'll play on the left-hand side. Fair enough. Right-hand right side of centre-back, 
yeah, here, look, Rob Holden is probably the number one at the minute, but yeah, we probably need an upgrade on that. Yeah. Here, look, if, if you're not going to play Maitland Niles at right back, and you're, and I, I, th I think you need a right back full stop, just, just an upgrade yeah. on all three of them. Maitland Niles, yeah, I agree with you, probably is the best at the minute, but you need an upgrade on that. So you need uh, a possible backup at left back, a starter, centre back, right, right foot centre back, and probably a starter right back. Um, you need you, you need two two more midfielders. You need another kind of box to box or holding midfielder. I mean, we need you need a midfield destroyer. That's what you need. Like a, like similar to a Thomas Partey. He's obviously he's more a box to box, but you need a fucking destroyer. You know, I know it's probably not a name, but like a Steve, a Stephen and Zanzi like player, not him, but like a, a Condogbia type player. Those, you know, kind yeah. of Makaleli. Yeah, Obviously, they're not all around the place, but like somewhere who has similar qualities to that. You know, I would have said even a Decore uh, when he was available. You know, someone of that kind of ilk to play alongside Thomas Partey. Um, if you're going to play in midfield three, if you're going to play in midfield two, I don't know. Uh, it could be someone else then as well. Obviously, you look kind of your creative midfielder. Look, if you don't get Husum Awar in January, which, let's be honest, you probably won't. If you think you're going to get him in the summer, you don't buy for that position in January. If you if you know you're going to get him in, in the summer, you don't buy a creative midfielder in January yeah. unless he's going to be a backup or one who will... I don't even want to say one who will have immediate effect because we've been buying players who needed the immediate effect. Socrates, David Luiz, Willian... And they've done fucking nothing for us. Yeah. So I don't want that immediate effect player now. I want a player that we can work with who can work in the system that Arteta wants to play. Yeah. You know, someone who will fit into his system. Um, so if you don't get our, you need to have a backup to that. Yeah. Even if you don't get him in the summer, there needs to be a backup. I think another striker, definitely. If you like, I, I don't know if Aubameyang is suited for Arteta's system up the middle. Um, or not? I think I, I think I'd had a prefers him on the left. Yeah. Um. So you're 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 you're, you're looking at another striker definitely. Yeah. And then, Espe especially if you're getting rid of the likes of Lacazette, like you want to replace him with someone of a good quality. Like, yeah. You can't yeah, be you absolutely. can't be just you just getting rid of him and then thinking, oh yeah, we're we're fine. Like you need to replace him and you need someone good. Like there are strikers out there available and there are one or two young strikers as well that are showing their things and it might be a team that might be playing in the Champions League and it's a striker that is showing his talents but wants to play for a bigger club and we might be that club and he, that need that you know yeah bring in, a stri bring in, bring in uh, even for any player bring in a player put him on a decent contract and protect, protect his value because yeah. if he doesn't work out in 12 months his value is protected. You can sell him on for the same, if not a little bit more. Yeah. Like we have to start looking at this kind of as a business model, like as well. Like uh, Arsenal want to be known as a well-known, well-run business, which they aren't at the minute. But like, if you, as the same with leaving players go beyond their two years left in their contract, you have to protect the value of your asset. You need to, if 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 a player comes to two years on a contract, you need to either extend or sell. That's what you need to do. You need to be that cutthroat. It can't yeah. go into the last year of the contract like so many have and so many will this summer and then go, fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll get. We'll try and scrap around for him uh, on transfer deadline day. Oh, no, we didn't find any buyers like with Socrates. You know, uh, and now we're going to freeze him out. 
you know what I mean? That looks bad. That's not well planned. Um, I, I, we like for some of those players we have now coming into the final years of our contract, we can't be snobby. We can't turn our nose up at pathetic offers. We have to take take one or two of them for yeah. some of these players because in order for us to buy and strengthen and, and, and find these magical five, six players, which I don't know if we'll find, we have to get rid of players first. We yeah. have to be ruthless. And we're not. And we said this every time before every fucking transfer window. We need to be ruthless. This guy needs to go. This guy needs to come in. We need this position. We need to, we need to change this guy. Get him out of the club and bring this guy in. And it never happens. Never yeah. happens. Because we don't. We, see, we seem to only plan for the window the first day it opens. Yeah. When realistically, when the summer one closed, they should have been planning from then. That's what they should plan. From yeah, there, and from one one window closed, it should be someone's job to plan from that closure, from that window until the opening of the next. And then it gets to the point where they plan on the first day, they go out, they don't do anything, and then they panic on the last day, and then they'll sign someone who's maybe in the towards the end of their career or is a fringe player that doesn't even play for another team, and then we're stuck with them for two to three years at least. Yeah, here, look, I'm, I'm, I'm completely clueless when it comes to transfers. Transfers aren't easy. Of course they're not. Yeah. But you're paying people in those positions good money to get the job done. You won't always get your man. But if you don't get your man and you know in good time you're not going to get your man for what, what your budget is, you need a backup. Straight away, a close backup, who you're going to get. That, like it's easier said than done of course because there's so many channels I presume you have to go through with a transfer you have to, you have to contact the player the player's agent the club then a fee has to be agreed uh, on terms and length of contract and clauses with the player and his agent then you have to bring it to the club and you have to discuss everything there and then you have to, you have to discuss clauses and contracts buyback clauses percentage sell-ons you know stuff like this you know you have to give assurances to players you have to show them the way you're playing you know it's not as easy as going out and getting someone and slapping money on the table there you are now come to our club oh, obviously it's not but these people who are in charge of our club and who are in charge of that specifically yeah and as you should, said like, like they, they the, should be doing a better job and as you said like the, when you look at it in general like it is it is a, a process that it is very tough because it's you're paying for the image rights, you're paying for the the agents, you're paying for the players, you're paying so much money wise in regards to paying. So it's not easy at all. Um, and yeah, it's going to be a waiting game. We're going to have to seek. Obviously, the next few weeks is going. To, it's not going to be an easy run. Big games coming up. Um. And I don't think it'll be easy for a lot of fans, obviously, to watch Arsenal perform over the the next few weeks. And we're going to see probably a lot of fans really kind of come out of their shell and make comments, obviously, in regards to the squad. But uh, we just have to wait until see what happens in January and see if Arsenal take out the checkbook and or make the changes that they need to, to the team. And uh, what about the weekend? How are you feeling against Everton? Obviously, uh, your father's an Everton fan. Yeah, my dad's <laughs> looking forward to it, I'm sure, more than me. Honestly, I, th I think minimum we, could, we need out of that is a draw, but I can't see Everton beating us, um, especially if they've beaten the likes of Chelsea recently and uh, obviously beat Leicester um, today. 
they're they're in on in the form yeah. of their lives at the moment so i don't really see it going yeah in a positive way for us to be honest yeah very much so i think what we said what i said before just don't lose yeah we're in that territory now arsene wenger knew people didn't like him in the end but arsene wenger knew how to stop the rot and that's what arteta needs to do now he needs to set his team up uh uh to get a draw away from home he needs to get a point he just needs to not lose yeah and i suppose but uh but i think we will <laughs> yeah exactly well you never know we'll see we'll see what happens and i yeah. suppose one could hope we, we can cover it more kind of after we watch the game at the weekend anyway but um i suppose that's probably the best yeah. place way to finish it off um we've got a good amount covered in that in about an hour there so uh yeah thanks again for joining me for that um that's uh great great to cover kind of I know it's more kind of Arsenal based today, but I think it was something we needed to kind of cover more in an episode. Um, and it is something we are kind of both looking at for maybe future, maybe just focusing, doing a separate podcast, separate on Arsenal if it is um, something that we would like to do. And if we do have other Arsenal fans who are, in, who are listening and would like to get involved, be happy to kind of bring them on as well. Um, but uh, thanks again Tommy for joining me for that episode 8 of What I Hit Son um, great to have you on as always um, and look forward to future episodes with you and hopefully we'll do one after the Everton game um, at the weekend fingers crossed it'll be a positive result if you if anyone else uh, enjoyed get, um, that episode and would like to get involved in future episodes just touch base with me at littlemar 10 on social media i'd be happy to get anyone involved and um, for future episodes thanks again tommy and uh speak soon speak soon brother cheers